What the hell is the name of this song? Is this Wayne's World? The award-winning Evan Grant? I can't even count anymore on my fingers and toes. Kevin Sherrington. Kevin Sherrington, clown number one. Mary Horn. He tried to get me in mid-shoe. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another edition of Ballsy, the Sports Day DFW and Dallas Morning News podcast. A little more, what, what, uh, what, what? a little, a little more enthusiasm. Oh please. my gosh! I am Kevin Sherrington. I am Barry Horn, and who we is ha- really annoying. And we have our, a first time Ballsy guest. This is with unbelievable us. to me that this is the first time he has been on this podcast. <laughs> This is Brandon George. This is a man who texts me every week and says, is this it? Is this it? Can I be on? Wow. No, but. Yeah, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm glad you guys finally let me home, man. This is, this is a big time, big, big for me. Brand, really Brandon covers the Cowboys for the Dallas Morning News. He's a Cowboy insider. He's a, he's a true insider. You know, we've got people out there who are just dilettantes, right? He, he's I a, don't want to mention names, but David Moore comes to mind. He's, he's Im- Brandon is embedded. He is embedded. They don't, even, they don't even let you out of Valley Ranch, do they, Brandon? You just stay out there yeah. all the time. Yeah, pretty much. I might as well move in out there. You well, know, David, David, David's been out of the country, so we're just glad to get him back. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't move in out there because if you move in out there, you'll be moving to Frisco in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's so. true. It, it's pack up with the boxes. So, Brandon, <laughs> we've had OTAs. We've had a week of OTAs with the Cowboys. Uh, and what is the storyline coming out of that week? Well, I think the big news is obviously you have Tony Romo back, and you know he's been throwing the football for the last couple of weeks. But he's this is the first time we've been on the scene. He looked he looked really good last week. You know, for, as far as what they did, uh, obviously they're not out tackling or they're not wearing pads, so it's hard to see a lot. But Tony's moving well. Tony's uh, really uh, uh, optimistic about where he is in his recovery. He said he feels like he's doing more than he's done in the last five years. His uh, back feels great. And obviously, the uh, preventative surgery in March on his collarbone has allowed him to, uh, you know, he's healed from that, and he's moving forward now with his rehab. And as far as uh, being on the field, he's uh, and he's also playing racquetball these days. You know, Tony's not been playing golf of late, but he's got a little racquetball in him. Uh, so it's been interesting uh, how he's coming along. So the most important question is, how long will he stay healthy? Well, You've got that I mean, guarantee, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the big that's the big question mark. Can he stay healthy? But you know, the the injuries have come when he's obviously been hit and fallen on that shoulder. So that's going to be uh, the key thing. You know, just is how can he accept, take the hits and how would that preventative surgery help? You know, there that Mufford procedure is supposed to help prevent further breaks, but all it's nothing guaranteed. And obviously, if he gets hit the right way, it's going to happen again. All right. Uh, also, we had uh, a guy missing from uh, Valley Ranch last week, and that was Rolando McLean. He's one guy missing. There were others. There are others. But here's the thing about Rolando McLean. Uh, since he has been with the organization, has he ever been on time? Uh, or has he been to, first of all, there hasn't been a time yet where he showed up when he was supposed to be someplace. Is that not correct? Well, I don't know. The on-time situation, he's been on time to things, but he's he's obviously missed a lot, and practice is not really big for him. He's just a guy that kind of goes through the motions in practice. If you watch him out there on the field, he's a guy that's obviously uh, in the background a lot of times when they're doing individual work. Sometimes he doesn't take all the individual reps, and he's a guy that's uh, missed a lot of practice because he's had injuries. He's obviously had family situations. He's had an arson investigation with his home. Uh, back in Alabama, I mean, there's all all kinds of things that always pop up with this guy. So it's always a question mark of how committed he really is. So what does that what does that say about Hardy? If Hardy is not welcome here, and McLean is welcome here, well, I think Hardy's a, 
a guy that just continually uh, went against what the coaches told him. I don't think McLean's not a guy that really, you know, is not, he's going to listen to coaches, but at the same time, he's he's kind of his own person. He kind of dances his own beat, and but he's still going to be a guy that listens and uh, you know does what he's supposed to do, and, and for the, for the most in most situations. So I think Hardy was a guy that though just uh, they would tell him one thing, and he would, he would say okay, and then he'd go do it, go do it again, and just not not uh, basically uh, you know fix his mistakes. You would think though that this season. Well, first of all, let me say this about Rolando McLean. On a football field, most of the time, now there have been some times when he wasn't so good either, but most of the time on a football field, he's a tremendous player, a tremendous hitter, uh, and, and a very instinctive, very very intelligent player. I don't I don't question what he what he does on a football field, but the rest of it is an issue because uh, as we saw with with Greg Hardy, besides the issues with uh, with women and his history there, uh, we had a guy who they, the Cowboys felt was not a good influence on some of the younger guys on the team. I don't know what kind of influence Rolando McLean is, but I can't believe these kind of things are good. And I will go back to something that our old pal Babe Loffenberg used to, or still, always quotes from Don Shula, we will put up with you until we can replace you. And in, and in my mind, Rolando McLean has to understand that although Jalen Smith is not going to play this year, there's a good possibility he will play next year. And I would have to believe that the Cowboys are counting on that and that Rolando McLean will no longer be with the team in 2017. No, I think you're exactly right, Kevin. I think the writing's on the wall there. You draft Jalen Smith to be your middle linebacker going forward, and when he can play next year, uh, you know, you, you brought Rolando McLean back on these one-year deals. Obviously, they haven't committed anything long-term to him uh, as far as, you know, they've paid him, like, uh, roster bonuses and stuff, uh, per-game roster bonuses when he's on the roster. So, obviously, there's kind of pay-as-you-go with him, and they're not giving him any kind of big money. So, when Jalen Smith's ready to play, you can, you can bet that Rolando McLean's probably out the door. You know, and, and, and I do think that is the way to go with him. The, the one-year contracts, I didn't have any problem with any of those. I, I think that was exactly the way to go. As a matter of fact, in most contracts and athletes across any sport, if you can get a guy to take a one-year deal, then, then so much the better for the team and all of those. Yeah, and, and Rolando, I will say this about Rolando. I mean, when you talk about Hardy, I think Hardy was definitely a negative influence on the locker room. I don't think there's any question about that. With some of the stories I've heard, but when you when you when you talk about Rolando, he was a guy that definitely gets along with his teammates pretty well. He's a guy that really has fit in a lot better last year, and has kind of uh, actually taken a step forward, I would say, from the time he walked in the door. He was pretty much uh, a loner when he got to Valley Ranch, but you can see him uh, spending more time around teammates and, and, and being more involved a little bit with the teammates than he was when he walked in the door. So I think that's a little bit of a positive compared to a. Greg Hardy, who I think was a negative influence, especially some of the younger guys. So you bet we brought up the name Jalen Smith. Is he walking? I, I, we've we've heard rumors. He, what what's his physical? He's not status? in a wheelchair, is well, he? Well, can you tell tell us what you've seen? <laughs> On your give me the Brandon George eyeball test. Well, he's I mean he's doing some light running. He's what he told us, and he's also you know at, at these OTAs, he's basically shadowing. When they're going through drills, he's basically shadowing whatever they're doing, and he's, he's standing off to the side. So he's involved, and in, I would, and as far as you know, as much as he can be without physically going through the reps. So I, I think that's a good sign. It's a good sign that he's there and, and going through this. I mean, he could basically not be there and not going through it, and, and that, I think that's a positive that he's there. And I think he's doing everything he can. I just don't think I don't. You talk to anyone in the organization right now, and they'll tell you that no one's really expecting this guy to play this year. So it's just going to be a slow process. And maybe in late December he, he has a chance to get back on the field. But, you know, 
the thing is, why rush him back? Why take that chance with his career, put his career in jeopardy? Now, Brandon, uh, you know we've we've long heard about uh, Jason Garrett's idea of the right kind of guy to have on the team, and and that unfortunately it has not always been in practice. You don't really see that because of guys like Greg Hardy, because of guys like Rolando McLean, who who may not be a bad guy, but just not a guy who's always showing up, not playing hard in practice. Just what you mentioned a while ago, which are or, which are not good things. Uh, but I will say this about this draft. Let's uh, whatever you want to say about taking Zeke Elliott, which I didn't have any problem with them taking him in the first round. Whatever you want to say about Jalen Smith, which I did have a problem with that, taking him in the in the second round. These are both highly intelligent, uh, hardworking, hardworking guys who uh, who in their college careers were highly productive as well. These do very much seem like the kind of guys that Jason Garrett's been talking about all along, aren't they? Yeah, and 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 uh, Jason locked in on Ezekiel Elliott right after you know early early in the off season. So this is a guy that he he really liked a lot, and it, it is the right kind of guy, like you said. It's kind of the guy he wants to bring to the locker room. It's the guy that works hard on the field, and the guy that's going to do everything the right way. And I think that's a, that's a uh, that really tells you a lot more about maybe what Jason Garrett gets a little bit more control of over drafting some of these players, and, and then the chances of being limited when. Jerry wants to go out on a limb and bring some of these players into the locker room. You know, you can take and have a little bit more control, it looks like, over the personnel decisions. Uh, how, how many other guys would you say that about? Because I, I, you know, Charles Tapper, I've never talked to him, don't know a thing about him. I mean, other than what, you know, when I read about him and a little I saw him play. And Malik Collins, uh, you know, the, the, the defensive lineman from Nebraska, are they, are they those kind of players as well? Yeah, when you look at it across the board in this draft, I mean, I don't think there's any kind of big red flag you would say that they uh, had they experienced a year a year before with a Randy Gregory as your second round pick, a guy that's had the marijuana test issues and and at the combine, and a guy that's you know struggled with marijuana abuse his, his basically his entire life. So I think that uh, there's no red flags with these guys. I think that's a, a step in the right direction with the Cowboys, and really something they really needed to do after taking a chance with Greg Hardy, uh, bringing Gregory in, and having some other guys that are you know with questionable character issues. Well, don't forget Lyle Collins uh, came in maybe not pro- not right not it was not right but he had a re- he, there, he had well a re- that was not not uh, that was unfair though but it was unfair but there was a reason he wasn't drafted right the- but okay. it, to, to me there was no that he got lumped in as a character no issue I understand was, was that ridiculous I, I understand that but but they were willing they were willing to take a re- chance on him sure but so, I, I think that was a, a reasonable so risk. I you know Jalen Smith uh, I, I just do some research on him, and you know he's research, research, really? Really research. <laughs> wow! And, and he, he in high school on on the team bus, he always sat next to the defensive coordinator and went over, and he was the best. He was he, in high school. He 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 could have just yeah, rolled out imagine. of bed and and played, but he always sat next to the defensive coordinator. And the folks at Notre Dame, when the Cowboys drafted him, they sent an email. Uh, one of the athlete, assistant athletic directors sent an email to Rich Dalrymple, which D- Rich shared with me. He said, you've just drafted the best guy we've ever had here. The best guy ever? Yeah. Well, in this in this guy's tenure. You're talking about all, the way, all around, not he, just his playing. but, but Human but, being. Human being. Wow. And so I, I think that's 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 indicative of, of something as, as well. So, But there was, another play, there was another player missing, right? Where's Ron Leary? Do we know? Well, he's, he's, it's a situation that's been going on for uh, basically all throughout the offseason. He really wants to facilitate a trade. He uh, didn't sign his uh, restricted uh, free agent deal 
uh, early in the offseason. He waited until a week after, right before the draft. If the draft was getting started, he signed it so a trade could take place if it, if it uh, presented itself with the Cowboys. So he, he wants to have another he wants to have a chance to start in this league. He feels like he's a starter, and this is his way of really trying to force the issue. But the Cowboys aren't going to give him away. They've shown that. What do you think that you could get from right. Ron what Larry? Is he, what does he bring you? Well, he's a guy that I think was a you know a solid starter for the Cowboys on a, on a good offensive line. I think he's a guy that could help a lot of teams. At the same time, you know, when he came in the league in 2012, he had the uh, degenerative uh, knee issue that was a, a question mark where they thought long term, how long can this guy play? Uh, the knee really hasn't been a problem with the Cowboys. Uh, hasn't hasn't uh, slowed him down very much, but it is a question going forward and, and how. How long can this guy play? And I think that's a, that's a question teams have to answer when you, you're willing to – how much are you willing to give up to uh, trade for Ron Leary? I think if you could get uh, – certainly a third, but if you could get a fourth-round draft pick for him, third round I don't think you're going to get a third round either. And, and that's just because of the, the degenerative knee condition. Uh, I think right. if he did not have that, this is a guy who started a lot of games for the Cowboys, as Brandon pointed out. You know, to, to get a quality offensive lineman, a guy who was a, a good player – or a, certainly a, a serviceable player on a very good offensive line. I give up a third round pick for that. But now, now I think if the knee but, problem, if, if that's an issue, was he a system player? Was he a player who benefited by being surrounded by top I, quality I think, offensive I think people liked line? him coming. You know, Brandon refreshed my memory when when Leary came out of college. Wasn't was not there the feeling that he was uh, better or was going to be a better player, and maybe it was just the knee was the problem all along, right? Yeah, the knee was the biggest. The Cowboys actually had a fifth round grade on him in 2012, uh, so they thought he was worth. And a lot of teams actually had a mid round grade on Ron Leary when he was in the draft that year. But the knee was a big question mark, so he went undrafted. The Cowboys went out and uh, were able to get him to sign with, as an undrafted free agent. Gave him, uh, you know, I think a couple hundred thousand in guaranteed money, and he came in. And obviously, that first year he didn't do much, and then the second and third years there is when he started. And really took really took off, and has really been a really solid player for the Cowboys. I don't think there's any question about that. But not a third round. He's not worthy of getting a third round pick. I don't know. You know, yeah, if I thought you'd get a starting guard for in the third round, you wouldn't take that. That's no. how you, that's how you have to think of it that way. Am I going to get yeah, a starting with a bad guard knee, in the third with a bum round? knee? Well, that's the question: yeah. is the knee. And I, and I said the, the the knee is the question. If who might have been a, who might have been uh, uh, played better being surrounded by the talent he was. He's surrounded with. Well, that's always a possibility. Uh, and here's the thing. I like the fact that he's been on a good offensive line. I think you know what your name should be, Pollyanna. <laughs> but who? Yeah, one thing, hey, one thing, you know, look at Tennessee. They just lost their starting uh, left guard uh, two weeks ago. It's a guy that actually has a, a guy that you're familiar with, DeMarco Murray, that's running for the Titans, and a guy that uh, Ron Leary was blocking for Murray when he had his big season in 2014. So it may, it may make a lot of sense for the Titans to reach out to the Cowboys. Absolutely, uh, and that's what you want to do. You want to take a team that is is a little bit desperate here, maybe right? They're, then they're trying to establish. No, their nobody's game. desperate in May, or they're not desperate in May. <laughs> well, you're right. If, if the, se- right. If the season, maybe so. If the season gone, maybe so. Brandon, who is who's impressed you the most out there? What free agent? Who is this year's guy that you've seen? You free mean a- running around in his shorts? Running, yes. Do you, who, do you like the way anybody looks in shorts out there? <laughs> I don't like the way you put that. <laughs> well. But or or, yeah. or have you seen him in the shower yet? As Jerry Jerry, oh, Jerry would have. Wow. No, no. But 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 is there anybody out there that that fans sh- should a name that you could bring a dark us? Horse. A- well, I mean, I mean, everybody's going to say Elliot, but I would say no, no, no. I, I'm talking about a name that that is not common. He not- gets it. He's going to say that. Okay, go ahead. Thank you. 
Brandon. You're talking about a name, a name that's not uh, a, a rookie. You're talking about what? What are we asking here? Yes, yeah, a, a guy who's a free agent signee who's out there, not even a draft choice. A guy who's caught your eye. Well, I mean, Ben Moella, the uh, guy that they signed from the, the Raiders. I mean, I think he's a guy that uh, they really like a lot. And he, 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 when you watch him go and just going through drills, I mean, he's really impressive. I mean. He's quick. He's obviously powerful. I mean, a guy that really has a good first step, and I just think he's a guy that you really have to watch. I think he's going to get a lot of playing time early. You know, they signed him from the Raiders. Basically, uh, gave him more more of an offer for the. Uh, he was a restricted free agent, and they upped the offer. Were able to get him from the Raiders. He's a guy that hasn't done much in the NFL. He has two sacks, but uh, really a guy that they think has a lot of upside. All right, we're going to ask you to go out on a on a limb here, Brandon, because the pass rush has been the 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 talk. We have beat that talk to death. Uh, over the last couple of years, who is going to lead these Cowboys in sacks this season, according to Brandon George? Wow. Well, I would say, I mean, I, I still think Tyrone Crawford is the guy that I would have to put my money on, just you know, simply because last year he had lost all that strength with the shoulder issue. Uh, he wasn't able to really uh, generate much strength, and he wasn't able to get much of a pass rush. I still think he's probably the best pass rusher. Uh, they have up front at this point, and I, I just think he's a guy that probably leads them in sacks. But I would tell you, I would keep an eye on Charles Tapper. I really, I really like uh, the Oklahoma kid. I really think he makes it in well with his offense. I mean, excuse me, his defensive line. And uh, I think he's a guy that's going to get a lot of playing time early. And if he can impress early, he can, he's going to get more playing time late because he'll have a chance early, obviously, with the suspensions looming. When you were, not, I'm, I'm trying to remember your uh, career here, uh, Brandon, but was uh, was Tapper, uh, was he being recruited by Oklahoma while you were still doing Oklahoma stuff, or is that before your, is he uh, after your time? Yeah, I was a little bit before then. Uh, okay. Bit, so I didn't, I didn't have a cross. But you, but you have sources there who are telling you that, that, that Tapper is really good. Yeah, for sure. I was talking to people and also talk, uh, Oklahoma and talking to people with the Cowboys. They're really high on him. Obviously, the speed is there for sure. Uh, the guy that le- had the, was the fastest guy in the combine as far as the defensive linemen go. And I think that, uh, I think he has a chance to really impress early, especially, like I said, you got Gregory and Lawrence who aren't going to be there for the first four games. So he's going to get a lot of playing time. If he can have a strong training camp, he could really establish himself, uh, early on. Well, uh, tell me though, Brandon, if, and, and I, and I know that's what you said about the uh, Tapper is that he is fast. He was the fastest uh, defensive lineman at the combine. Then why didn't he have more production at Oklahoma? Why, why weren't his numbers big there? Well, he, he had different uh, defensive line coaches, defense, uh, defensive coordinators. They had a lot of changes at Oklahoma. They changed their scheme. Uh, it wasn't a great fit for him. And, you know, when it, it, we used a 3-4 uh, type scheme with him, he was like a stand-up linebacker sometimes uh, at Oklahoma, really didn't get a, a great pass rush from that position. So I think the, the scheme with the Cowboys using the 4-3 is going to allow him to really maximize his skill set. Uh, that speed on the outside, and that's really going to help him, I think, going forward. So you don't, you're saying that Mike Stoops doesn't know what he's doing at Oklahoma. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. I wouldn't say that much. I would say that the, the, what he was using, the skill, the skill set that uh, he had, Tapper has, wasn't a great fit for the scheme he was in. I would, I'll li- put it that way. I would like to rephrase a question I asked earlier. Has uh, anybody caught your eye out there? <laughs> Who who played college? Wait, wait. Who played college football last year? That was not drafted by the Cowboys. That came in as a free agent. If you would have asked that question more uh, no. clearly the first time, it would have been fine. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Say, I would say no to that question. Okay. To be honest with you, I don't. I don't think this is a very good group of undrafted 
uh, free agents or rookie free agents that they brought in this year. I just don't think that uh, any no one's really jumped out to me so far. So I, I think that's something that you have to watch. You know, as training camp goes on, they're actually hitting each other in a little bit more contact. So you did not like those the wide receivers. You know, we we heard all about uh, uh, the Andy the, Jones. Yes, right. So you you've yeah. not seen anything out there that, that gave you the idea? Because now now he's not a real fast guy, right? He just has a no. tremendous you know a vertical leap and and uh, he he just and he's a big guy. Uh, for a wide receiver, or fairly big anyway. Yeah, and I think it's just going to take some time. I mean, he's been a little inconsistent catching the football early on. I think he's had a couple of drops. So I think Andy Jones is a guy that you definitely want to watch as training camp goes on. But he's definitely not a guy that's going to blow you away with his speed. Like you said, he's got great leaping ability. But he's also coming from a you know a non, basically a non-scholarship program at, right. at Jacksonville University in Florida. So, I mean, it's a big leap for him to uh, step up to this level. It's going to take a little time, I think, to transition. Some of these guys end up in the practice squad, you think? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, you know, Andy Jones is definitely a guy that would be a strong candidate for the practice squad. Although this receiving group is not very strong, he could make a push and, and, and earn a roster spot. But I think that uh, overall you'd say practice squad is where he would fall right now. You know, a name for me at wide receiver, because just what you said is not a really re- a strong receiving group, and I would certainly agree with that. Once you remove uh, Des, you Bryant. Know, Des Bryant from that group, it's, it's, it's a huge drop because – Jason Witten and 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 God love him. Uh, he he's been a tremendous player for the Cowboys, but he is coming close to the end here. Uh, I don't think there's any question about it. his yards after catch are almost non-existent. You know, so uh, and so he's he's not a he's not really a playmaker anymore. Uh, I, I you know Cole Beasley, he, you know he has his moments, but we saw what happened in this receiving core when Des Bryant was out last year. Are you, are you going toward Gavin Escobar here? No, I am not going toward Gavin Escobar <laughs> here for sure. I'm not Barry's favorite player, Barry's all-time favorite Cowboy, Gavin Escobar. But uh, the the name I keep for, and I forget it all the time. And uh, someone brought it up on a chat and asked me one time about Bryce Butler. Do you oh, think yeah, yeah. That, that Bryce Butler could develop into anything and maybe even become the number two receiver on the Cowboys? Yeah, I was about to bring him up. I really think that he's a guy that when you're looking at somebody that may have a, a surprise kind of breakout season, it could be Bryce Butler this year. The Cowboys are really high on him. Tony Romo really likes him a lot. He was talking about him the other day when uh, last week, the first week of OTAs. And I think he's a guy that uh, he just because this receiving core is not very strong. You have uh, Terrence Williams who's in the last year of his contract. Bryce Butler could step up and, and really get more playing time this year because I don't think I think they've kind of moved on from Devin Street and I think he this could be a guy that maybe doesn't even make the uh, final roster so I think Bryce Butler makes a lot of sense for them this year as a guy to uh, step up. What are his weaknesses then? What's holding him back? We're talking about Bryce Butler. Yes, sir. Well, I mean, I would say you know he's a guy that's really has never been consistent in the NFL. I mean, he's just a guy that's had had his moments. I mean, even with the Cowboys, he. You know, he caught a few deep passes, and it's never very, very consistent. He doesn't have a lot of – he's not very bulky. He's a guy, you know, that would maybe struggle going up for balls and has struggled a little bit at times when there's a 50-50 ball. He's not a guy that's going to probably out-muscle somebody. So, uh, you know, and I think his, but his route, you know, he's a pretty good route runner. I think he's a guy they really like a lot. He's really smart. Uh, a guy that's a really good team player, and I think that uh, really fits in the locker room well. So there's a lot to like about the guy. Uh, he's, he's got the height, he's 6'3", so um, I just think he's going to have a, a chance to really uh, you know, get more playing time this year. Cause like I said, Devin Street, I think, is out of the pitcher for, in a lot of ways, and, and uh, you just need somebody to step up there with uh, uh, to help Terrence Williams out. But, you know, it's, it's an amazing thing to me because it would seem to, to me that 
one of the easiest things to find in a draft is a wide receiver. And the Cowboys have really struggled in that area of, of, of finding wide receivers. They got Dez in the first round. And, you know, but that's not, that's not hard to do. You know, the, the, the harder thing to do is to find the guys in the later rounds. And the fact that they have not, you know, Terrence Williams has been, he's been okay. But we saw last year when Dez was out that he's not really able to step up into that number one role. And, uh, and, it's, and especially when you watch him play, when you give him some cushion, he's pretty effective. But when, when, it, when he's getting pressed – uh, he really struggles in, in that kind of coverage, uh, fighting off a defensive back. Why is it you think that the Cowboys have struggled to find wide receivers? That's a good question, Kevin. I don't, I don't have a good answer for you on that one, but I would tell you, I thought I was, I was disappointed even this in this draft. You know, you had those four six-round picks, and they used uh, one of them on Darius Jackson, the running back there. I didn't understand why don't, why don't you try to you know take a chance on a receiver there? I don't understand why you add another running back who's – uh, very unlikely to make this final roster when you look at the running back depth they have. And I think, uh, you know, they they did uh, draft Devin Street. He had, just hasn't developed. He hasn't been what they thought he would be. Uh, and you got a, he, Cole Beasley is the guy that's an unsigned guy that they, they brought in, so he's not even the guy they drafted. And, and then, uh, like you said, Terrence Williams was a big disappointment last year. He uh, They thought he was going to have a breakout season. If you talk to anybody in the Cowboys organization about who had the strongest offseason a year ago, Almost everyone would tell you that Terrence Williams had the best offseason, so they really thought he was going to have a big, big season and never developed that way. He obviously needs that Des Bryant to, to pair with to have those kind of numbers that he has. So I think he's just not a guy that really stepped up in the way they thought he could. Give me, give me the odds on McFadden and Morris being on the opening day ro- roster, both of them. There's no, there's no room for both of them. I, I understand where you're coming from. I still think it's a strong possibility. I just think. The Cowboys had, uh, Stephen Jones said last week, the Cowboys had chances to actually trade those, trade one of those guys during the draft. They had some uh, opportunities, and they didn't do it. Now, if you look at it and you say, well, how do you how do you make it work? And that's going to be the big question. How do you get them all touches? Because I don't think there's any doubt that Ezekiel Elliott's going to be your starting running back. He's going to get the most carries. And then uh, I think McFadden's not going to be right in number two. And I just think that uh, if you get an offer for an Alfred Morris, I think you definitely have to consider it. I still think that there's a strong possibility that they're all three on the roster when the season begins. And that's part of the reason is also because I don't think Lance Dunbar is going to be ready. Right. I think he could begin the season on the pub list, and he's just not going to be ready from coming off that surgery on his knee. And that's what you said about it was interesting to me when you said that about Darius Jackson. I agree with you 100%. It seems to me that they drafted him just because Lance Dunbar wasn't going to be ready. You know, because he, he yeah, is kind of Lance Dunbar. Yeah, and that didn't make a lot of sense for me. I just, you know, you, you re-sign Dunbar. If you're going to re-sign Dunbar, I don't know why you bring in Darius Jackson. You could have got a receiver there and taken a chance at another receiver. Yeah. Brandon George, you've been a spectacular guest, a fantastic guest. I want to know why Kevin has blackballed you until now. Ha, ha, ha. That's a good question. I, That's I, a good question. I, I, I think he doesn't like uh, – you're a graduate of uh, – you're a lumberjack, aren't you? No, he went to no. UTA. Oh, you're, I no? went to UTA. But I'm from Nacogdoches. Okay. Proud, proud to be. <laughs> no, no. I, I spoke to Brandon George's class one time at UTA. It was he and Danny Woodward went out there and talked to those boys, and I and I, uh, I set him on the path that he is on today, uh, uh, rocketing oh. to star. That's why he doesn't like you, right? <laughs> That's why Brandon yeah. doesn't like you, because yeah, all you've got yeah. you've got him embedded in Valley Ranch. That's right. You'll never get yeah. out of there. Brandon, thanks th- a lot, Kevin. Thanks a lot. Sure, man. <laughs> Brandon, thanks so much for being with us. You were a terrific guest, and we hope to have you back. Many, many, many more times. Thanks, Brandon. Uh, yeah, no problem, guys. Thanks. Yeah. 
There goes Brandon George. He's a he's a he's a really you know what I like about Brandon? He's a bulldog. He is a bulldog. He's a guy that gets out there and and he finds out stuff. And he and, he, and when you say embedded, he is embedded out there. He he gets in there and he you know like like early on when Tyron Smith was having all those problems with his family and his girlfriend and all of that, it was Brandon who broke all those stories about that. He, uh, he did, and Joseph Randall and Joseph Randall as well. That is correct. And so uh, he he is he is a bulldog. He does a good job. Can we there. get him? Are we trying to get him a raise out of this? It could be. It could be. As long as he'll, he'll drag me along with him. Yeah. So so Brandon gave, brought some interesting points about the, the Cowboys and what they're going to do, even though you tried to nail him down on, on certain things. But, but that, that, he, whole, that whole – But here's what he said. He does, he's, he's unimpressed by all the undrafted uh, free agents they have out there. Which that's is, interesting. You know, you would – because, you know, what do you see in OTAs? Not much. But if a guy's But you not, hear things. You hear things from coaches. You do. And if, and if, but, if, but I will say this about wide receivers. If you can't catch a ball when no one's hitting you – then how are you going to catch them when they are? I mean, you know, you ought to be able out there. You ought to look like Spider Man catching everything. I mean, it's uh, it should be unbelievable what you can do out there with your just your shorts on. <laughs> it's not it's not a difficult thing to do. No, but you're you're speaking as the father of a quarterback, and you think wide receivers should catch. They should everything. catch all of them. That's right. The ball's in your hand. You should catch it. That's kind of been always been my thought. So this has been a great podcast Tuesday this week because we got a late start this week because of the Memorial Day weekend. We did. And, and yet we came up. We came up big. We came up huge. Oh, Kirk, my gosh. Kirk Bowles on our college podcast talking about Baylor and the Big 12. And Jim Grobe, the new coach there. And Jim Grobe. And then we had Evan Grant took, took a minute, put a toothpick in his mouth at the barbecue <laughs> restaurant in Cleveland. 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 Cleveland barbecue. That's all you have to say. Cle- not even Cleveland, Texas. Is it that is- an oxymoron? Yes, Cleveland it is. barbecue. Yeah, Cleveland, Texas, that'd be one thing. So but I'm sure I'm sure he'll, it'll be a grand place. You know, yeah, that's what he'll say. He'll say it was spectacular. He'll like the sauce or he'll like the con- consistency of the meat or whatever. Or whatever. And then uh the, the great Brandon George uh, hopped on with us to talk about the Cowboys. So I I'd say we get an A plus for uh, guest acquisition this week. Yes, and you know this will have to carry me over because you know next week I'm on vacation. You know I'm on vacation as well next week. So Evan's got to do the podcast all by oh, himself. Oh no, I'm coming in on my vacation. Are you really? Oh, absolutely. Well, you know I'm going to be in New York, and I'm not going to go to New York uh, with with uh, two of my children and and then spend an hour and a half of it with you guys. Are you, are you taking them to see Hamilton? You know we may go see Hamilton. Really? On Tuesday. But we're going to go. I'm taking, How are you going to get Wait, wait, wait. How are you going to get tickets to see I, I, Hamilton? You know, I can, I'm going to I'm going to get them. I can get them. I have a lot of connections up there. Wow. Can I come? No, actually, I think we're probably just going to see uh, School of Rock. Or or you'll Tuesday see night. Hamilton. You'll Hey, there's Hamilton. There there's the theater yeah, that that's, that's what I tell the kids. <laughs> we we did go to see it. See, there it see, is. There it is. There's right there. there's Hamilton. We are going to go to the uh, uh, Ford and I are going to a Yankees game against the Angels. Very nice. Yeah. Well, who you be rooting for? You know that, that's very interesting. I, I, we're not really rooting for anybody. We're just we're just going to be watching. Although are you, you going to be sitting in those seats that nobody sits in because they're so expensive. You know what? I, I was. I, we bought two seats, twelve rows up, first base side uh, above the dugout. So we're so we're on the uh, the the home dugout, and they were one hundred sixty dollars a piece, which that's, I didn't think was that bad. Oh no, one hundred sixty dollars <laughs> to see a baseball game. Three hundred and twenty dollars. Now you have. You said you're taking two kids. You're only taking one to the baseball game. Madeline has to work that night. Madeline is is working that those is it CDYA or CYDA whatever that the design awards uh, thing is. Two years ago, she escorted Olivia Wilde around for the night, and then last year she did Kelly Osborne. So we're we're eager so to is, say is, is, who is, she's going to be responsible. Is, so for. let me ask a question: Is that is is that an upward? Is she? 
I don't know. I don't know how you count that. Is Kelly better than Olivia? I don't think so. I think Olivia Wilde was probably a little bigger star. I think so. Is, I think so. I think so. Well, that's terrific. Have a great vacation. I will. Thank I'll you. I'll be here. I'm glad to know you're still here monitoring everything. And then Evan Grant will be hopefully he won't have a barbecue appointment and will be able to come in and and that'd be great and work with us. So I'm Barry Horn. I'm Kevin Sherrington. Evan Grant is out eating barbecue. So long, everybody. Bye.